This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go on a Wednesday, time for the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans with John Shazer. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings again from West Virginia in the Greenbrier, where Saints training camp today took a huge upturn as the New England Patriots arrived for the first of two joint practices. Boy, I tell you what, I think it was a shot in the arm for everyone involved. And uh, John DeShazer, as we kind of get ourselves into the show today, I'm still smiling, thinking about the opportunity I got to have to watch those two football teams work together today. Yeah, you saw some real spirited work. Um, it wasn't just that it was a new face. I mean, they'd probably get a little jacked up if it was me and you because it'd be a new face. But you're talking about the defending Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And so to get them in and to be able to work against them and see, you know, just really where you stack up. I mean, obviously, it's not a complete game situation, but you get in these practice situations and these guys want to win. They're competitive. They don't want to lose a drill. Uh, they don't They don't want to be shown up by someone else. So it got pretty competitive. It was not physical, and that was a good thing. They, they wanted to keep out of it. They didn't want to tackle and take guys to the ground. But it was extremely competitive. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and, and really, I think that all that were involved on the field gushed about how it went today, including Zach Streif, who's one of our guests on the Black and Blue Report today. We'll also hear from Mike Golick today from ESPN's Mike and Mike in the Morning. He offers some great thoughts about dual practices Watching his son play today, as uh, many of you know, his son, Mike Golick Jr., is right now currently on the roster as a Saints offensive lineman. So we've got two great guests to talk about this day, and certainly there is going to be a ton of stuff on NewOrleansaints.com for you to make your way through regarding today's workout that started, what was it, 930 Eastern time, I guess. And sure enough, Sean Payton did it again. The rain did not come until after they had cleared the practice field. They got through the whole thing on both of the grass surfaces. John, you mentioned the professionalism. You mentioned the competitiveness of the work. What kind of work did we see? What did they cram into those two and a half hours? Well, we saw some situational drills. We saw some third down. We saw some two-minute. We saw some run drills. Uh, We saw some seven-on-seven. So we saw a little bit of everything. And and then we saw the individual drills, offensive line against defensive line for the respective teams. So we saw a little bit of of everything. Uh, That's what Coach Payton said it would be. Uh, Said it would be much like the Saints practice, except you'd have competition out there with another team. And that's exactly what it was. I mean, some guys who, you know, offensive linemen going against offensive linemen. And, of course, these are new faces. So guys were maybe a little bit more physical, obviously, than they've been in the last week and a half or so. Because you get tired of seeing one another and you don't want to injure one another and even though they there was no intent to injure each other today it still was a little bit more spirited but just just because there were new faces drew Brees and tom brady got plenty of looks today they had a lot of reps for the, the first teams saw a lot of those guys in two minutes and especially uh, drew Brees actually got an extra two minute uh drive uh, to go through through a couple of touchdown passes to josh hill through a josh beautiful morgan. josh morgan i'm sorry through a beautiful long pass to joe morgan whose name I'll finally get, right? And uh, and so, you know, and he, if Drew expects to play, make his preseason debut on Saturday, he says he expects to play maybe quarter, quarter and a half, depending on how many plays they can cram in in that amount of time. But, yeah, he looked pretty good, and Tom Brady was Tom Brady. I mean, what, what do you expect? You got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going against a couple of uh, young secondaries and young defenses, and both of them took advantage of them. How about Benjamin Watson? He rolls back into town after the birth of his latest child, He participated in the walkthrough yesterday afternoon, and so he's back in full pads for the first time today, and you and I were commenting on the kind of day he had today as the starting tight end. Well, he's going to say he went home for the birth of the child, but I'm sure he went home to dip into that fountain of youth wherever he's got it hidden somewhere. 
because, I mean, he looks fantastic. I mean, he is assuming the Jimmy Graham role in this offense pretty much, and you would think a guy who's been in the league 12 years wouldn't be able to do some of the things he is. But, look, we've seen, it do, seen him do it against the Saints defense, and you can say, well, he knows a little bit more about the Saints defense. Well, he went out here today and did it against New England's defense. Same thing, open all over the field, making nice catches, getting down the seam, caught a great back shoulder pass down the seam from Drew Brees. Uh, so he is a guy who maintains his athleticism. He does not look – a year over 25 or so, you know, physically, or and he plays the game the way it's meant to be played. Drew Brees just gushes about him, and I swear, I, I, you would think he's going to have a pretty big year because, you know, the tight end is a vital cog in this offense, and he's a guy who seems to be able to fill that position. After watching today's practice against another team, and that other team, of course, being the defending Super Bowl champions, did you have a different take on the Saints after this one workout today? Is it just the one workout, or... Did you see something that saw growth? I guess, do you know where I'm going with this? Well, you, you felt like, I mean, after the pr- first preseason game, you know, you didn't get a great feel, especially out of the ones for the Saints, the, their ability to get off the field defensively or to mount an offensive drive. And now part of that might have been that Drew Brees was not out there. So, you know, you got to mitigate by saying that. But they seem to be a little bit more crisp today. They seem to be more focused today. Uh, the offense was certainly sharp, and uh, certainly, you know, just looking at the one-on-one drills, and I don't know how much you want to take from it because, obviously, you're not going to be in one-on-one situations the entire game. You know, there'll be backs chipping and those kinds of things. But I was extremely impressed with the Saints' defensive line, especially Tyler Davidson. I mean, I don't know how they're going to be able to keep the kid off the field. Mm-hmm. And, and you saw some good things out of the offensive line. Um, you know, Zach Streif had some trouble with Jabal um, Hurd, I think his name is, early, but you know, then he picked right back up. Max Unger and, and Teron Armstead have not le- lost an individual one-on-one battle yet in training camp, and that goes for against the Patriots today, too. So you got pretty much encouraged by the offensive line because they did some pretty good work against the Patriots. All right, one asterisk or but or whatever you want to call this, but the only thing that took away from my enjoyment of all this today was the certain guys who did not participate for the New Orleans Saints. That's a significant list right now, John DeShazer, and I know we're a ways away from the opener, but that sure would have added a lot more spice. Well, that's what you take from it. Uh, the good thing you take from it is the guys who are missing, like a Brandon Browner or a Keenan Lewis, are guys who know how to play, and so it won't take a lot of you know practice reps to get them back into the groove. You worry a little bit about Jarris Bird because he hadn't been on the field in quite some time. He's got to get in football shape. Uh, this is a new defense that's being installed that he probably doesn't have a complete and total grasp of. So you want to see him get a chance to get back out there. You worry a little bit about Delvin Bro because even though he's been out there the majority of training camp, he's the first-year player in the NFL, and so he's still learning. You know, again, if these corners are going to play a lot of bump and run, now that should help him because, you know, there's not a whole lot to bump and run. It's like, okay, I got this guy, and I'm going to try to shut him down. But you do worry about the time they've missed on field because, you know, you just want them to get out there and get those reps, especially the younger guys. Again, with Keenan and Brandon, you don't worry so much. They've been starters in the league. They're veterans. They understand how to take care of their bodies. They know when they'll be ready. They know how much punishment and pain they can withstand and be able to perform at a high level. But you do worry a little bit about the younger guys. Big show on a big day today. That's John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. Still to come, ESPN's Mike Golick. But up next, after our first break, offensive lineman Zach Streif joins us on the Black and Blue Report. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at energysavings.com. That's the power of people. 
Entergy. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Offensive tackle Zach Streep joins us here after this dual practice between the Saints and the Patriots. And Zach, you know, just listening to you in front of the media, you were gushing about the workout today with the Patriots. Yeah, it was great. I mean, that's real competitive work, you know, and no matter how hard you grind in, in practice during camp, at the end of the day, you're blocking the same guys and you create game plans. And, you know, there's certain things that you do that you can't do against a guy you don't know. Mm-hmm. So this really will put a, a put a kind of a spotlight on your techniques and your fundamentals and are you doing things the right way. And then on top of that, we got a team over there that's that's doing it the right way. You know, they got guys that are that you can you can play practice hard and get what you're trying to get out of it and not try and hurt and maim people. That's not the goal out here. You know, if you're a professional, your goal should be to get better, not to embarrass or hurt somebody. And I thought the work was exactly that today, and that's encouraging. Think back over practice and give me an example of what you're talking about. Was there a moment or a particular period where you can share with me the story of why you speak that way? Well, I think, I mean, you look into the team drills. You know, there were several several plays in the team drills where you see a guy go down and a guy pull off. You know, so look, guys are going to, you're going to get rolled up in practice. You're going to get hit. You might fall down. The difference is, is a guy driving someone over that pile or is a guy seeing someone on the ground and holding the guy up and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Because at the end of the day, what's that proved to anybody? Right, right. You know, and those are guys that understand that. And when you can have a respect for the guy across from you, at the end of the day, it becomes just getting better. You're not, you know, you're running out there with a hot head and worried about embarrassing or you don't work on your techniques. You don't work on you know, it's it's not a it's really it's not a game of revenge, and and the work today kind of was exactly that. It was guys trying to get better, and, and I appreciate that. When they put different uniforms out there like today and what we'll see tomorrow, do you almost in your head find yourself keeping score period to period? Absolutely. I think guys were I think guys felt very competitive, yeah. you know, and and as much as there are periods that are competitive, they're still your guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so so if we're running a drill in the red zone and we throw an interception and our safety picks it off, well, part of you is like, hey, good job, man. Nice play. Hey, that was a hell of a play. But you don't feel like that when it's the other team. You know what I mean? And and so those things are good, and, and I could talk over and over about how good the work was. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a professional organization that does things the right way. What did you learn about your football team after a day like this? I think there's competitors. I yeah. think you saw guys with a heightened sense of awareness and a heightened sense of you know, this is all competition. We did one-on-ones for two periods today, which is something we don't usually do. And I think even from the first to the second period, you saw guys say, hey, this is – I got to compete. Right. You know, I don't want to I don't want to make us all look bad. And, again, that's hard when it's, when it's you're, you know, Saints on Saints. And so I think there's guys that can compete, guys that can go out and grind and compete and, and, and try and win for each other. To make this even more unique, both teams will travel on Friday down to New Orleans and then play a preseason game mm-hmm. um, with lights and cameras and fans and everything else. How will these two practices then affect 
what could happen on Saturday night? Well, for one, I mean, from a lineman perspective, I get to see some of these guys a little bit before. I mean, you can watch tape, and, you know, it's kind of like playing an in-division team. You know, once you play a guy six times in your career, you have a pretty good idea of what he wants to do and what he's good at. And so this will give you an opportunity to kind of have a a week where you have that early game plan ability. And, uh, you know, and and honestly, it gives another incentive to come out and win and practice because you don't want to be the guy that gets beat up in practice and then have to go play a guy when it counts. And so, you know, it's going to raise the competition level and, um, you know, and it'll help guys kind of get a look and, and, more than anything, it reveals fundamental breakdowns because you got to rely on those when, when you're playing a guy you don't know. Great work today. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Yep. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCHSNER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. We're rolling. We are pleased to have Mike Golick join us on the show here today. And, of course, Mike's the co-host of the wildly popular radio show on ESPN Radio, Mike and Mike. He's also a dad and the father of Mike Golick Jr., who is an offensive lineman with the New Orleans Saints. Mike, first of all, thanks for joining us. And and second, I do want to ask you if you could describe for me what it's like to watch a son go through an NFL training camp. Much more nerve-wracking than when I went through a training camp. Now, I, I do sit there and, you know, rap, rap, how do you how do you even say it? Rap, 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 I don't remember even saying that well. Yeah. Talk about the old days, as they say. Thank baby. you. Yes. Thank you very much about uh, two, uh, two padded practices a day and try and make it sound like I came up through a tough time. But really, I'm just jealous <laughs> of, of how it goes now. But watching your son play, it, it, it's so much more difficult, son, daughter, playing anything, because I don't have any control. Right. You know, on the field, I can control what I did, good or bad. So all I can do is sit up there and watch, and you hope for the best. And, you know, you see good plays, and you see bad plays, and you just, you know, you're, you're just feeling for your kid all the time. Do you want to give him feedback, or do you let him come to you? You know, he's at the age now, you know, 25 years old. Uh, he's been, you know, trying to make a couple of teams here. He's, he's been going through it. He had a great coach in Harry Heastand in, in, in college that helped him along, uh, that, that, the, that he talks to at times. Uh, so I'm at the point now where I want to say more, mm-hmm. but he's a smart kid. He's a really good self-evaluator when he watches film on what he needs uh, to get better at. So I bite my lip more than I have in the past because if you ask him, God knows when they were growing up, but he and Jake both playing football, I certainly spoke up quite a bit. Now, Mike, as a broadcaster and an analyst, you've got to be objective all the time. Yes. How, how objective can you be? When you're watching your son. Listen, I, I was harder on them than their coaches were going through high school and stuff. And, you know, so we, we absolutely – the thing about it is now we're at the point where I'll see Mike after a, a practice and, 
he'll he'll tell me right away what he did wrong because players never remember the good they always remember the bad and and no matter what position you play so he'll always bring up what he did wrong and you know we'll talk about it and he'll talk about what he'll look for on tape and how to correct it but you have to you, I absolutely have to I can't just say oh everything was great with my son he gets beat sometimes and he knows he has to correct those things we had the pleasure of watching a joint practice today between two organizations that seemingly like to do things the right way what were some of your takeaways from watching 180 players go through this today. Well, the the great thing about practicing with another team, first there were no fights. Right. Now, back when I was playing, and I don't mean it like back when I was playing, but I, I you know I played for Rob Ryan's father, Buddy, you know, in Philly, and and there was a lot of fights, and it was this kind of this macho thing, and every now and then there's that scuffle you get, but sometimes it's too much. You saw the, the clears and Houston and Washington, and then the Rams and the Cowboys. You know, and it, it just it looks bad and accomplishes nothing. You know, a few guys like I was here a couple of weeks ago, a couple of guys pushing and shoving after play, that happens. Mm-hmm. But you can't let it go any more than that. So first and foremost, these two teams conducted themselves really well as far as that's concerned. It's about getting better on the field. And the best thing is all of a sudden, like from my standpoint of watching my son, looking at O-line against the New England D-line, mm-hmm. they're seeing different techniques you know that they're getting used to hitting their own defensive linemen and they kind of get used to knowing what they do now they're getting guys who they've never seen before and so it's different techniques that they have to work on so they got to move their feet differently their hands differently and that's true for every position out here so I think that's great individually to see that but really where, where you tell stuff like this is team mm-hmm. is how you react in team so all the team periods you know whether it was two minute whether it's no timeouts whether it's regular team goal line whatever they do in team period when nobody when when nobody knows exactly what the plays are that's when you find out the most you played back when it was like you was mentioned the old two-a-day situation pads both practices and you know junction boys type stuff at right. times did you go through any joint practices when you played oh yeah, yeah. We, we yes yes we did I, i'll remember one jerry buddy buddy or uh was our coach in philly jerry glanville was the coach in atlanta now, I had Jerry Glanville when I was at the Houston Oilers, and Jerry Glanville was known to be that rough, tough guy as well. And we all know what Buddy's mentality was. So we actually had the practice with Atlanta. We actually had fights like those in that we saw with the Rams and, and the, and the um, Cowboys. We went and practiced for a week in London when, when those games in London were preseason games. Mm-hmm. When I was in Philly, we practiced for a week with the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, there were, there were some haymakers thrown there because it always leads up to a game but that that stuff it usually you get it out right away and then you move on you start practice and I get it sometimes because it's someone new you know you want to stick your chest out a little bit I get that but we've really come to a time now where it has to be about getting better on the field and the fights if you're at this level right now you know what you're probably tough so there's not a whole lot to really prove as far as that's concerned anymore that's a great point Saints a couple of years ago went through their bounty gate situation. The Patriots have got their offseason problems right now. We all know about that. For you, Mike, as a former player, obviously student of the game, but now a national broadcaster, I'm curious as to how you're walking the line between can we talk about the game, but yet we have to talk about this other sensational stuff. How have you been able to handle it, and what's the right balance? I, I just I just tell the truth from I try and bring in my experiences. Going back to the, to the bounty gate, I, I, I said, listen, that stuff went on all the time with, te- with, with, with all teams. And it wasn't searching somebody out. It was big hit money or whatever it was. So for the Saints to get picked out on that and then all the punishment went that down, I said, listen, that, 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 you know what the other 31 teams in the league were doing? They are going, whew, okay, at least we didn't get caught. I mean, right. that's right. so I, I said that's, 
I, I get that. And the stuff with the, with the Patriots, I don't think it ever should have got this far. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I don't, I don't think it ever should have got to this point eight months from when it first happened. All I can do is, is what I try and do as a former athlete is take people on the field and in the locker room of what the thought process is. You know, when they ask me about, oh, my God, what's going on in New England? What does that happen with Tom Brady? And I said, you know what the other uh, 89 guys are doing? They're going about their business. Because there's a lot of guys fighting for a job that could care less what's going on. with You know what? Tom Brady's Tom's going to be okay. You know, whether Tom <laughs> has to miss one game, two games, four games, or no games, he's going to be all right. But, you know, the last 60-some people out of these 90 right now are fighting for a job. So I try and take people in the locker room and said, these people don't care. The Geno Smith situation. You talked to, we just had Brandon Marshall, and he's like, we got to move on from that. You got you know you know, you know what you have the next day practice, right, right. and you got to try and do your best at practice. If you're worried about what happened to Gino, you do bad at practice. That could cost you your job. You know if you're a guy that's fighting for your job. So that's you just have to put it out of your mind. And you got to play ball. Good point and well said because <laughs> there is no other choice. No, there is there's zero choice. You're right. trying to make a team. You worry about yourself and meetings and films and workouts. Are you doing everything you can to put your best foot forward on the field? Mike Golick, we love the show. We love that you were able to come to camp and spend some time with your son, too. That's fantastic. Oh, it's a ball. I'm just, just a dad here and enjoying it. Yep, very good. Thank you, sir. Thanks. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Saints and Patriots will go back at it tomorrow, and of course we'll have another edition of the Black and Blue Report tomorrow before John and myself head back to New Orleans and get set to uh, return home and reacquaint ourselves with family and friends and uh, our beds for that matter. But our work here is not yet done. Um, I think that all parties involved today, John, would agree that today was beneficial to both teams, and I'm sure they'll hope for the same result tomorrow. Yeah, that's the the operative words where teams got better. Uh, you wanted to get in some quality work against a quality opponent. I think both teams believe they got exactly that. 
Uh, the good thing, nobody was injured. They adhered to the rules. Then there were no fights. They were able to get in quality work. I'm sure that the same will apply on tomorrow. And certainly, you know, this is the way teams get better. I don't, you know, you, you look at you look at it, and it's entertaining to see teams fight on TV. Yeah, it's entertaining. But how much better can you get by fighting? Because that's time and energy spent doing something other than working on your game. So these teams seem to have it down pat and seem to understand exactly what they want to get done. All right, mid to late morning tomorrow for practice. Uh, the voice of the New England Patriots, Bob Soshi, on the Black and Blue Report tomorrow, plus a complete recap of day two of work between the Saints and the Patriots on this very podcast tomorrow. Thanks again to Mike Golick. What a tremendous visit we had from him today. Fantastic insight from Zach Streif and from my partner here, John DeShazer. Thanks to all of you for uh, being with us here on this Wednesday. We're all ready to be home. We'll see you all very soon. Stay with us, though, on NewOrleansSaints.com as we continue our coverage here from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.